This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Well, we're talking about navigating change. We are in the midst of change, church. Here at Passion Church, uh, that's true both literally and spiritually. We're, we're making some changes here. We're moving and relocating. We believe it's the will of God. Everything is progressing as it should. And uh, uh, we'll be giving you some updates as we move along. But you know, both the natural and the spiritual, we're, we're in the process of navigating change. Change is normative to life. I know, humanly speaking, just like you at times, humanly speaking, I do not always initially like change. We like to know the familiar. We're, we're, com- we're more comfortable with the familiar. The idea of the familiar, it describes that with which one is intimate and very friendly. The familiar is something we have an emotional attachment to, like our family, like a location, like a home, like a, 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 our job or a career, whatever it might be. We have an emotional attachment there. And many times there is an investment of our time, our tears, and our treasure. So, I mean, that's important to us. Isn't that true? It's, 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 there's a sense of security in the known. Sometimes even when the known is not all that great, there's still at least, I know what it is. You know, not real happy about it, but I know what it is. And we're reluctant to exchange that for the insecurity of the unknown that change represents. We start, because, you know, we talked about it last week that, that when we begin to move out into change, you know, there's some, there, our insecurities tend to rise up. We're moving into unfamiliar territory, th- a different environment. Things are different. We're not exactly sure how all this is going to work out. And we have to raise our level of trust in God to a new level. Isn't that true? You've heard this saying. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. And that's true unless God's promised you the bush. Then you get the bush and the two birds. Amen. So the process of faith, and today we're talking about face forward process. The process of faith is what enables us to let go of the familiar and venture out toward an unknown destination. Genesis chapter 12. Let's look over there. Abraham is called the father of faith, is he not? If you look in Romans 4 sometime, you'll read about that. He's called the father of faith. And Abraham understood about face forward process. There was a day in Abram's life when everything, he got up in the morning, everything was familiar. There was his wife, there was his children, there was his servants, there was his livestock, his house, his family, his father's house, everybody around him. He was living in the great metropolitan center of Ur. Everything was pretty good. Everything was pretty comfortable. And then God spoke. Amen. 
Anybody know what I'm talking about? Man, you, ever, you know how that is? You, you're living your life. Everything's going pretty good. Maybe it's not perfect, but it's going pretty good. You're moving along. Everything's good. You got your five-year plan all worked out, you know, with your career path and everything you're going to do. And then God has the audacity to speak and just upset my little plan, upset my little apple cart. Well, that's what happened to Abram. And in chapter 12, let's pick it up there in verse 1. The Lord had said, I mean, you know that's past, past tense, isn't it? Had said to Abram, leave your country and your people and your father's household and go to the land I will show you. Now, if you back up into chapter 11, the latter part of chapter 11, you will see that God had spoken to Abram and Abram had difficulty letting go of the familiar. And because of that, he had not yet got to the place of God's promise. He got part way. I mean, you know, if your destination is to go from here to Birmingham and you get up to Prattville or Millbrook and you stop there, are you in Birmingham? See, this is what happened to Abram. Abram, God spoke to him, and he began to go out. Now, God spoke to Abram, but if you read in chapter 11, he brought his father, and he brought his nephew, and he brought them with him. What the problem was, they didn't hear God speak. Abram heard God speak. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want to let somebody else be the custodian of my obedience. We're talking about the process, face forward process. And he says in verse 2, he said, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the people of the earth will be blessed through you. So Abram left as the Lord had told him. And Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. That See, he had gotten as far as Haran. He got about halfway. And then he stopped there because those traveling with him, that's as far as they wanted to go. His father, Terah, it's interesting. You know what Terah means in the Hebrew? Delay. That's what it means. Delay. Look it up in Strong's. It means to delay. And sometimes when God speaks to us and we're traveling with family and with those maybe who haven't heard what God has said, and then we begin to move out, but all of a sudden they begin to what? They begin to say, wait a minute. What are we doing here? Where are we going? What is this new direction? God said, what? Because it's hard to move out and to move and to navigate change until what? I have heard for myself what God has said. And as we prepare to navigate 2017 Passion Church, it is important that you not hear just secondhand from me what God has said to Passion Church, but that you hear for yourself. Hello. I don't want you. 
I don't want you following me. I want us following the Lord. Isn't that right? And when you hear the voice of God and you've heard it for yourself, then here's the thing. There is a personal buy-in and a personal responsibility for your own obedience under God. See, Terah hadn't heard what Abram heard. So we can understand that he went so far on what Abram had said. Now listen to this. Face forward process. Faith is is that which connects and directs us into the not yet seen via the actions of obedience. Faith, that's what connects and directs us into the not yet seen. When God spoke to Abram, Abram could see Ur. He could see his father, his friends, his family, his cattle. He could see that great city and that civilization. But he had never been to this place that God says, I will show you. Well, God, show me first and then I'll go. He said, no, you go and then I'll show you. And I don't know what your experience has been. But every time I get in a debate like that with God, he always wins. So I've learned, you know, there's no use debating God. When He says, do it this way, I can either do it or not do it, but there's no debate. And faith is that which connects us and directs us from where I am right now, where I'm familiar, where I'm comfortable, where I know this, this, this is good. This is, why would we want to leave, you know, a, you know, the safety of a ship to get out into the water? This is crazy. But see, faith is that which connects us. It connects us to the unseen. It, can, it directs us in our obedience. And we can move forward. If we follow the process of faith, we will definitely see the progress of God's will. See, we want progress before we see the process. Faith is the evidence of a destination. A landing place. You know, God says, step out. God says, jump. We say, wait a minute, God, where's the landing place? He said, I'll show you after you step out. Wait, <laughs> wait a minute here. Uh, I'm, not too sure. I'm not too sure about this. But see, that's what faith is about, isn't it? This is why, see, this is why you must hear for yourself because without faith, what? You can't, you can't take that step. Now, you can watch others take the step. You can see the benefit of others and see the benefit of obedience to God in their life, but you will not get the, the blessing unless what? You make that step and you make that connection, which means what? You've got to know something for yourself. We go from the seen where we are to a place He will show us, which is the unseen. The Bible says over there in Hebrews 11, it says that Abraham, <coughs> excuse me, he set out not knowing. Boy, I'll tell you what, that's contrary to our culture, isn't it? Man, we live in a day and age, we want, it, we want to know everything. I mean, it's got to be planned out. Uh, we want plan A, plan B, plan C. And if we can, we want a plan D. 
And we want everything, you know, we want everything. We want the timeline. We want everything set out just right. And listen, there's nothing wrong with planning as long as your planning is done in obedience to what God has said. I'm not against planning. But see, a lot of times, we're, our, our planning is this. God, show us every step, every nuance, every detour that's possible, every, every, everything there, every speed bump, everything that's there, lay it all out for us. i got news for you. If he were to do all that, we'd probably none of us step out. Because as human beings, we're guided more often by our senses, what we can see, what, what, what our mind reacts to around us. We're, we're guided by that much more readily than we are by the unseen. Unless you're a person who has developed that through a relationship with God. We call, that, you know, we call them people of faith. But you know what? Anybody can be a person of faith. It's a choice that you make. It's a choice that I make. We're talking about navigating change. The only way you can navigate change in your life here at Passion Church is going to be by this thing the Bible calls faith. It's the only way. Because God is the only one who is able to navigate it. He is the pilot. You know, I remember years ago, you don't see them so much now, but you used to see these signs used to bug me to no end says, God is my co-pilot. You ever seen that? I thought, why in the world would you want God to be the co-pilot? The pilots, you know, I'm, I'm not a pilot, but I know this much, you know, about, uh, you know, flying a plane. There can only be one pilot at a time. If you start getting the pilot and the co-pilot fighting over who's in control of the stick, somebody's going to crash. Isn't that true? So I'd rather let God be the pilot. Isn't that right? I'm not even sure I want to be the co-pilot. I know I don't want to be the navigator. Maybe we should just be the passengers. I don't know. You, you. Without faith, we cannot let go of the former and move toward the latter. In other words, we can't let go of where we are to move forward to where we want to be, where God wants to take us. Turn over there to that familiar chapter, Hebrews 11. Turn over there. I want us to read a couple of scriptures here. <clears throat> Hebrews 11. We're going to look in a couple of verses there. 11.1, 1, it says, Faith, now faith is being sure. You know, most of the people I know, when they talk about faith, they talk about, they think it's something of being unsure. Oh, you're one of those faith people. You know, like you're flighty and you're, 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 you know, you have no substance to you because you're one of those faith people. You're one of those crazy. No, he said, he said, now faith is being sure. Well, why wouldn't I want to be a faith person? Because then I can be sure. You know, I've made decisions before in times past that were, were what I call Norse decisions. Yeah, some of y'all laughing. You've made some of those decisions. You know, and I was just so sure that I was making the right decision. But in the process of time, time had a way of showing that my decision was not all that good. So I've learned not to be so sure when it's my decision, but I can be absolutely confident when it's God's decision. 
That's what he's saying. Now, faith is sure of what we hope for. Sure of what we hope for. Certain of what we do not see. When we step out in faith, when we're navigating the changes that 2017 brings in our life and to this church and this ministry, what, what we're doing is we're saying this, God, you're the pilot, you're the navigator, we're listening to you, we're following you, and because we're following you, we are sure. I am sure about what God is going to do. I am sure about what God's going to perform in my family. He's going to, my household will be saved. Amen? Amen. My family will be whole. Our relationships will grow stronger. This church will thrive in the place God has for it. And we will be a shining light to this city. We will make a difference in our place. Isn't that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. We're talking about faith process, navigating change. Now, look in verse 8 down there. It says, By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went even though he did not know where he was going. Now, I know, you know, as we're making changes here in this church, people are going to want to know, well, what, where are we going? What are we doing? What's the next step? You got it all laid out? Got it all figured out? We want it all laid out here. We want it in print. Well, I got news for you. <laughs> a step at a time. God says, go here, we go there. He says, step there, we step there. He says, step here, we step there. And you... As believers have the navigator and the pilot on the inside of you called the Holy Spirit who bears witness. Are you listening? And you say, yes, this is it. This is right. And we go through because what? Faith is our surety. Because I could get all kind of plans out here. We could put all kind of timeline lines and projections and, and business plans and do all that. But you know what? That would be something a man is doing. Amen. It says, Abram went out not knowing. Not knowing. See, navigating change. See why faith is so important? Navigating change. Faith is a journey. We're on a journey. Are you listening to Passion Church? We're on a journey. You're on a journey in your life. Faith is a journey. It's not just a destination. It's a journey. Now, I've come up with some things here. These are just descriptors that I've come up with. But I wanted to understand what this faith journey, what it can look like and what it ought to look like, and some hazards along the way. And so the first thing I call in faith journey is something I call a stagnant faith. There's no movement. In Proverbs 29, 18, it says, Without a vision, the people... Without a vision, the people perish. What happened to the children of Israel? Why? They, see, they had faith to come out, but not faith... To go in. They had no vision for the end result. They had a vision for part of the way. 
And in 2017, Passion Church, we need to develop a faith in God that will take us all the way through to the finish line that God has for us. Whether it's in our family or whether it's in this church. I can see where God is leading us. I don't see everything. I don't see it all laid out. You know, everything just perfectly clear. But I want to tell you what. We're moving in the right direction. We're making the right first steps. But here's the thing. If you don't get a vision for yourself, if you don't get hold of what God is saying to us as a people, what God's saying to you and your family, this is why I always encourage people, listen, especially at the first of a new year, get alone with God and get a vision, a word, a promise, however you want to say it, for your life and your family. What are you believing for? What is directing your decision making, your prayers, your faith, and your obedience in 2017? Well, I just thought I'd, you know, I'm going to be like Lot and Terah. I'm just going to tag along with Abram. Well, if you go look at the end result of them, that didn't work out too good. You cannot go on somebody else's. You have to get a vision a word for yourself. Get a dream and a word for your life. What is God saying to you? And then listen to what, what I believe God is saying. And then you, you take that and go into your prayer closet for Passion Church. And you get it settled in your own heart. That's right. That's where we're going. Yeah, we don't have it all laid out. But I'm going to tell you what. We're going somewhere in 2017. And it's good. And it's a place of blessing. And it's a place of increase. And it's a place of growth. And it's a place of destiny for us in Passion Church. You get that for your life. You get that for your family. And you hold on to it by faith and not let it go. Don't care what any man or devil says. Listen. Uh, the devil's a liar and all those other men they haven't heard what God told you isn't that right so I call that a stagnant faith if your faith is stagnant if you feel like hey you know I'm not really sure where I'm going I'm going to tell you what if you don't know where you're going and get a word a clear word promise from God for 2017 you'll probably duplicate 2016 Secondly, it's something I call an incomplete faith. It's the frustration of delay. This is Abraham when he got as far as Haran. He got halfway there. Almost enough. Almost enough. You know, the children of Israel, they almost got to the promised land. They almost made it. They almost got their miracle. They almost saw the glory of God. Almost. Is that what you want? A testimony of almost? Look over in 2 Kings 13. The king is coming to the prophet here because his, nation, his land has been invaded. Israel's been invaded. And so the king went to see the prophet. To get a word from God. <clears throat> and we'll pick it up there in verse 15. 
Elisha said, he's speaking to the king, get a bow and some arrows, and he did so. Take the bow in your hands, he said to the king of Israel. When he had taken it, Elisha put his hands on the king's hand. Open the east window, he said. He opened it. Shoot, Elisha said, and he shot. The Lord's arrow of victory, the arrow of victory over Aram, Elisha declared, you will completely destroy the Arameans at Aphek. Now let's stop there a minute. So far, so good. He went to the prophet. That was a good thing in his day. He got a word from the Lord. That was a good thing, isn't it? So far, so good. Everything's good. I got the word. God spoke to me now. Let's get down to it. Verse 18. Then he said, Take the arrows. And the king took them. Elisha told him, Strike the ground. He struck it three times and stopped. The man of God was angry with him and said, You should have struck the ground five or six times. Then you would have defeated a ram and completely destroyed it. But now you will defeat it only three times. Almost. The king almost got it. He went to the right source. He went to the prophet. He got a word from God. He got a promise from God. He almost had it. But somehow, what was something was lacking there in his zeal and his passion and in his desire, and there it wasn't enough. What even though he what had heard a word from the Lord. Mm. We almost had a good marriage. I almost got that degree. Gained that success, built that business God spoke to me about, went into the, that area of ministry God spoke about. I almost had success. I almost. You know, there's something about having a persevering spirit that is associated with faith. Faith, when it grips your heart, absolutely will not allow you to give up until the victory is secure. You hold on. You beat the ground once, twice, three times, four times, five times, six times. You beat the ground, as it were, until what? The victory is complete. What did Paul say? Don't be weary in your faith. And I want to tell you something. Faith has an energy associated to it. When you're moving in faith, I'm telling you, it will absolutely energize your mind, your emotions, and even your body. Thank you for that one holy nod out there. So here's what I would say almost enough. Examine your close relationships. Remember what we said about Terah? He held Abram up. Sometimes... Moving forward, people around you, even those who are close to you, familiar with you, will not hear what you have heard. They will not have faith for what you have faith for. And we don't, we don't judge people. We don't criticize people. You know, God speaks to one to buy and to another to sell at the same time. This is why you can't just... You can't just Follow somebody else. You need to hear God for yourself. God wants us to be a voice, not an echo. 
Amen. I want to hear the voice of God. That doesn't mean that we have an independent spirit. But that does mean this. That I must hear from God. We must come into agreement about what God is saying to us as a people and move forward. Because listen. How many of you believe that Moses was called of God? How many of you believe that he had a pretty good anointing on his life? <laughs> yeah. He spoke to God face to face. The glory of God was so strong on him, he had to cover his face because it would blind people. So I'd say he had a pretty good relationship with God, wouldn't you? I think he had a pretty good faith, don't you? He, he, he lifted up the rod and the Red Sea was split. I think he was a man of God. Yet with all of that, he could not, just on that alone, take the people in. See, we think sometimes, well, I'll tell you what, if the, pa if the pastor's got faith, if he's heard from God, if he's really a man of God and a man of prayer, then he'll make it happen. Well, why didn't Moses make it happen? Huh? Why couldn't Moses take them on in? And, but why? Because God says this is not just a one-man parade that's going in. He said this is all or none. We're all going in or we're none going in. Now here's something that really if you think about it, Israel's unbelief in a lot of ways, that generation kept Moses from going in. Whoa. Everybody say whoa. whoa. See, that means what? We all have an important place in what God is wanting to do not only in my personal life and family, of course, but also in this ministry called Passion Church. Yeah, oh, well, man, I tell you, Pastor Norris and Cindy, they're going to get it done. <laughs> no. We. 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 Everybody say we. We means me. Oh, that was weak. We means me. We means me. See, you need to say that more often and convince yourself. So examine, sometimes we have to let go of some relationships. That's not easy to do. It's not easy to do, is it? No, it's not. I mean, you know, we love our families. I mean, you know, they're kind of... Of course, in my family, I was the... <laughs> Revisit the last thing God told you. Remember, if you feel like you've gotten part way, but not all the way, it said, remember we read there in Genesis that God had said initially to Abram when he was in Ur, he got halfway to Haran, and it says God spoke to him again. Revisit, what has God said to you for 2017? What is it that God has spoke about your family and your life? What is the promise He gave you? Maybe you haven't seen it yet, but you know what? Bless God, you know, in 2017, we're going to see it fulfilled, God. I'm not going to go halfway. I'm not going to stop beating the ground three times. I'm going to keep beating the ground. I'm going to keep declaring it. I'm going to keep believing it until I have the victory in in its fullness. And then reignite your passion. Passion. Reignite your passion. I'm telling you, when, when life comes at us and, you know, stuff hits us and happens, you know, it can wear on us. 
Are you listening? You know, uh, it was about two and a half years ago, uh, sitting down when we moved back here to Montgomery, we built a new house. But you know what? Just in two and a half years, I can already see, you know what? It's got, you know, an edge here that's been hit on the baseboard or a mark on the wall or where Sammy, that's our dog, has made some inroads. And so, you know, it's got some wear. And, you know, that's life, isn't it? You get a new car. Remember that new car smell? Just close your eyes. Oh, man, yeah. All that, man, that new, all those new gadgets and everything. It's great. But you know what? After a time, it gets older, doesn't it? You have to keep it up. You have to renew it. You have to maintain it. Same thing, too, with our spiritual walk and our vision. There are times when we have to revisit it. We have to stir ourselves up like Paul wrote to Timothy and stir up our passion again. And say, you know, this is what God has said. I'm not going to go halfway. I'm all in. Thank you again for that holy nod. Real quickly here. Then something I call circular faith. You say, where in the world did you come up with these? I just made them up. <laughs> They're just descriptors. But you know what? They're based on what I have seen in 35 years of ministry and 40 years of walking with God. And I call this circular faith because that means repeating patterns of behavior. Boy, Israel was good at this, wasn't they? Yeah. Now, I read this. I, you know, I, I'm not a military person, but, you know, I used to wonder, you know, why did the military, why did they always have them out there, especially, you know, in, in the army and all, drilling on, you know, marching, and, and precision marching and precision stepping. And, you know, and I, and I understand, yeah, you know, we're, we want to be one unit. We want to, you know, all be, you know, uh, together and on the same page but i also read this they said that depending on whether you're left-handed or right-handed you, you know your propensity when you step if you walk like if you were out you got lost somewhere and you were you were trying to walk in a straight line that whichever way if you're right-handed your propensity will be that you will end up taking a little bit longer stride with your right and you will eventually if you're left-handed. And so one of the reasons I taught them to, to, to march in a precise pattern is what? They're, they're more likely by each step being exactly right. What? You move straight and forward. And see, here's the thing. This is why I call it circular faith. We keep doing the same thing. We keep doing the same thing. But it's, you know, we're... I remember the first time... Uh, I drove in New York City. Wasn't the best idea I ever had. I had the idea, you know, I'm going to, the kids were young, we were up. Cindy's from upstate New York, my wife, as most of you know. And so we'd been up there visiting her. So I had the bright idea, hey, we'll go through New York City. The kids will see New York City. Well, that'd be great. <laughs> Woo. But you know, it's an amazing thing about being in a, a big city like that. You can see where you want to go. But trying to figure out how to get over there. It's hard to do. I remember this, this past year, we, we, were, we were in southern France, and, and, and I was driving. And, of course, we had GPS, but Cindy's also the, 
the, the navigator. And man, I've never seen so many roundabouts. You know what I mean by that? I mean, they didn't have traffic signals. Everything was a roundabout. And man, you come here and all of a sudden, okay, you got to go over there. You got to go over there. And you got to be in this lane. You got to be in that lane. And you couldn't figure out where to get. And so it was real easy to get on that thing and take another lap around it. I'm going to get it next time. This is what I mean by circular fact. Repeating patterns of behavior. I've been here before. You know, people make New Year's resolutions and things. You know, and we make the same one in 2017 that we made in 2014. And, and, and our intentions were good. Hello? We were, we were going to do, we were really going to make some changes in some areas and everything, but... And so, we, you know, if we're going to do that, we're going to have to change something about it. We've got to become fully persuaded about what God is speaking to us about. And then, when we become fully persuaded, faith will help us to make some corrective steps. The Holy Spirit, God's Word will help us to make some corrective steps. And you know, you feel yourself... And then faith, nope, this is the way. Walk like this. Walk over here. And I want to tell you, you have to remind yourself, you have to remind yourself, you have to remind yourself, you have to remind yourself every day of what God has said. To be fully persuaded. We know that the Israelites, they kept going around in a circle. Why? They couldn't be fully persuaded. They could have at any moment, once they got up to the promised land, in any time in those 40 years, they could have made the decision and gone right in. Can you imagine for 40 years you come by and you keep seeing over there, boy, there's my house. My house. Remember God said when you come, remember He promised them, He said when you come into the promised land, He said you're going to, have, you're going to live in houses that you didn't build. You're going, to re- you're going to enjoy gardens that you didn't plant? Can you just imagine? There goes my mansion. Oh, here comes my mansion. There goes my mansion. Boy, that would have gotten old, wouldn't it? What is God saying to you and to your family for 2017? Because if we want something different, we've got to do something different. We've got to do something different. And most of the time, it's just a matter of us revisiting what God has said. It's not necessarily a new word, but it is a fresh word. Are you listening? You know, I talked about, you know, you buy a new, build a new house, buy a new car, and the wear and tear of life, the living, begins to work on it. Same thing true about a vision, about a dream. That God spoke to you. He spoke to your family. And, and the process of time tends to wear on that thing. And, you know, and it, it gets a, a, a few edges knocked on it, a few marks on it. And the next thing you know, you've kind of put that thing on the back burner. And, you know, and, 
Even when you think about it, it just doesn't stir your passion anymore. It doesn't do anything for you anymore. Listen, you need to revisit that. Get that word that God spoke to you. In that time of worship or that time of prayer, that time of intimacy with God, you say, Pastor, I don't have one of those. Well, then you need to get along with God. Amen. And get this book called the Bible. Get you a notebook and a pen or a pencil and you get ready to write down what God is speaking to you and your family for 2017. And you say, God, we're going forward. We're talking about the forward process of faith. If we will respond, church, in faith and obedience to God, listen, listen, you will make progress. Don't worry about the progress. Just let the process of faith and faith's obedience take over your life. And you go one step, and then the next step, and then the next step, and then the next step. And all of a sudden, you know what? You're going to look around and you're going to say, hey, look at the progress I've made. Look at what God's done in my life, in my children, in my family, in my church. It can happen. I believe it will happen. We need to be sure that we do not have an undivided heart. Listen. Paul said, forgetting what's behind, reaching forward to what's ahead. See, that's an undivided heart. You can't hold on to this and try to reach for that. It's an undivided heart. Listen, what you're asked to give up is never as valuable as what you will gain. That is the deception of the reasoning of the mind and the deception that the enemy will reinforce. Thinking, you know what? Man, yeah, it's not too good where you are, but I mean, you know, at least you got something. You're going to let go of that. But see, faith enables you to have an understanding that what I'm giving up, yeah, it's important to me. It's valuable to me. I've got some tears and some investment, emotional investment in that. But I believe this, it's not nearly as valuable as what I will gain through my obedience. Faith is exchanging what you have for something greater. Here's the thing. Are you satisfied with where you are? Over there, in, I think it's in 2 Kings, uh, Samaria, city of Samaria was, uh, in Samaria was under siege. There was a great famine. Hardship was going on. People were starving. And there were four lepers outside the city gate. And they said something like this, you know what? There ain't nothing to eat here. There sure ain't no future inside the city. We know that. So, you know, here's what we're going to do. We're not going to sit here till we die. Wow. They actually asked themselves a question. 
Why do we sit here till we die? Why do you want to sit where you are? Why do you want to stay where you are when God is offering you so much more for your future? Why sit here till we die? They said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to get up and we're going to move forward toward the enemy. And it says when they got up and began to move forward, don't you know that was a mighty threatening four lepers? Don't you know they were really, I mean, boy, they must have inspired fear. <laughs> Not. But as they made a decision, said, you know what? We're going to move forward. And it says all of a sudden, all those camps of the enemy, the armies that were besieging Samaria, they, God began to cause them to hear the sound of a great army. And armies coming. And the, you know the story. They all fled in terror. And then lepers come shuffling up. <laughs> what does the Bible say? Let the weak say. What did God tell Paul? He said, Paul, in your weakness, my strength is made perfect. Oh, I'm just waiting till I get that Goliath sword. Just shuffle on up. Shuffle on up. Move out in faith and watch what God will do. He will do great things. So don't sit where you were. Let me give you some action steps real quickly and then we're going to pray. Do you have a dream? A word from God for your life in 2017. If you don't, get along with God before you do anything else. Oh, but I just don't have time. You don't have time not to. Make some time. Carve out some time. Miss a meal. If that's the only time you've got free time is meal time, miss a meal and talk to God. Listen to what God has to say. He'll give you a word. He'll speak it to your heart. He'll show you in the Bible. He will, he will sh share something with you that you can write down and you will know this is what God has said to me. Revisit what God has shown you and reignite your passion. Maybe you, you, you know what God has said. He's, he's given you a promise. He's given you a word. But, you know, life has, has kind of wore it down a little bit. The luster has kind of worn off the, the, the excitement and the passion. You need to get along with God and get back with that, that word that God spoke to you and let God reignite that passion of faith in you for 2017. And then lastly... Ask yourself, are you making any progress? If not, what could you do, what could I do that is different, that would help me move forward? If any man lack wisdom, James said, let him what? Ask God, who gives to all men liberally without condemning or judging them. If you need wisdom, it's easily gained. Ask God. Ask God. God, show me. I, I feel like I'm, I'm in that circular pattern of faith. 
but I want to move forward in 2017. I want to move, make progress through the process of faith. You show me what I need to do, where I need to change, decisions that I need to do. He will do it. Are you listening? I said he will do it. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.